Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Nightmare. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good day to you. Welcome to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation, wherever you are. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper around the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England's own Van Helsink. And joining me tonight is someone from my neck of the woods, from the great state of New Hampshire. Uh, she is Caitlin Russell. Caitlin, you're there. I am here. Excellent. So, uh, Caitlin, you you live in Hanukkah, I believe? I do. I do live in Hanukkah, which is way out in the boonies. Uh, we're probably about... 20, 25 minutes uh, close to Concord, that area. Okay, up that way, yeah. Yeah, so uh, you are, would you, well, you consider yourself a light worker? Well, you know, I... Um, well, what, what, do you, what do you call yourself? That's a good way to put it. I, I call myself a psychic medium, and okay. I'm also Reiki certified. Okay, and how did you get involved in all of this? Well, I mean, I've had I've had the gift since I was younger, little, um, and for whatever reasons, for many different reasons, I suppressed it, held it down, didn't talk about it, and then wait, wait I came before, before, and, you, before you go on. <laughs> When you said you had the gift, how, how do you know you had the gift? And, and, and you know, what, what are the gift are you talking about? Well, I had, there was a couple things. So <laughs> I had a lot of what they call deja vu moments where mm-hmm. I would dream something and then it would, it would come true. I, I could say in the middle of a conversation or something, this is, gonna, this is what, what's going to happen as I dreamed it. Mm-hmm. So I I knew that, but I didn't know what to call it. Okay. And I then I had what I thought were my I had not only imaginary friends like a lot of kids do, but I actually had two boys, um, and they didn't. They didn't tell me their names, but all I knew is that they were two little boys, and they were mine reaching out to me. So I knew, and that was, gosh, I was probably about seven or eight years old when that happened. So I was was young. Mm -hmm. I was young. And so as I I got older, uh, the things of the occult, supernatural, always interested me. My favorite holiday, holiday is and it always will be, it always has been Halloween, so I love that stuff. And my father, who um, is a healer himself and also has the gift, uh, worked with tarot cards. So many, many, oh, many years ago did. when I was... 
Yes, he That's absolutely did. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so my my dad did. He's the one who introduced me to tarot cards, uh, and he gave me um, kind of you know kind of like middle mini readings, and uh, he showed me the cards, and I was was fascinated by them, and I still kind of put them away um, for a little bit, but then I started pulling them out, and. I started off kind of doing my research on them, like a lot of people do this. Um, and then a good friend of mine said, Caitlin, just throw the book away. You, you've got the gift. Just pull the cards and use your intuition to guide you. So that's what I started doing. I started doing little readings for myself to see what the cards had to say. And then I would do readings for family and friends. That's how I got started in okay. all of this. What, what what did your mom think of all this? I mean, first with your father, was she accepted enough of that? <laughs> uh, no, well, no. In, in my whole household growing up, things were very practical um, that, you know, that you need to face reality, work hard, <laughs> all that stuff. And it just wasn't... Uh, it just wasn't uh, talked about. A lot of things weren't talked about back then, um, you know, but it just was not, and to this day, it's still not a subject that I can broach with her, but that's okay. Really? <laughs> even even though her husband was a tarot reader? Yeah, I mean, yeah, even though he was. But, see, my, my mom and dad divorced when I was a, a, a baby, and oh, okay. I All right. So what, I, I get it. All yeah, right. Now, yeah. That so makes they, more they sense now. Yeah. Right, right. They're, they're, they weren't together. So, but, okay. uh, yeah, she never, yeah, she just never wanted to talk about it. <laughs> well, no, fair enough. Fair enough. So you, uh, you had this duality where your father was into it and your mom was like, had no interest in it. And, and you, uh, you felt that you had the ability to do these readings uh, from your father. So uh, that, that's intriguing. Yeah. And so you pursued that. Mm. Yeah. Now, yeah, did you start pursuing it while still living at home or? Um, well, no, I, I put it away for many, many years. Um, okay. And it wasn't until I was really out on my own, uh, I want to say probably in 1992-93, when I was living on, you know, living on my own, had my own mind, then I started really just letting my gift flow, you know, and just really, and just really using it. Hmm. So, yeah. That's interesting. Now, all right, so you put it away, you started to go. So how did you, when you got back into it, did you make the leap to actually start doing tarot reading for other people and so forth? Um, you know, it's a good thing you asked. It just one thing kind of led to another. So I read for a friend of mine who um, um, said, hey, uh, you know, I know this lady who's looking for a uh, psychic 
to come to her Halloween party and do card readings. So I contacted her, and she said, yeah, I want you to do card readings. And so I said, okay. So um, I went to, this was in, um, her house was in, party was in Merrimack, New Hampshire, I want to say. And so that was my first real reading party that I went to. And I, I was there, oh, gosh, probably a few hours just reading for all of her all of oh, her guests that's draining yeah and you 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 felt comfortable enough i mean you know because a lot of you know i know a lot of memes a lot of psychics and and they're always like a little leery only because you know growing up they they had all this you know it wasn't looked upon something favorably so they always had their doubts in their minds sometimes, and then they, they, uh, you know, got their uh, confidence in it. So, did you? Were you when you started doing it? Did you? Was your confidence, you know, really strong, or, or did you start reading? And, and as you read, you picked up confidence. You know, I was I was a little nervous at first. I'm not gonna yeah, lie. So I, I was imagine. a little bit nervous, mm-hmm. but. When I have the tarot cards in in front of me, and and I pick up energy from them, and I I feed I, I get the energy from them and the person I'm reading for, then things just started to flow naturally, and I felt like it was just a rhythm and a flow, and I just let the cards guide me and. Uh, I don't even, you know, I couldn't even keep track really of time, space. <laughs> it all just kind of goes together because I'm in the moment. So it was, yeah, I w- I relaxed, let the cards do the talking, and off I went. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, you know, most mediums that I talk to will say that they will come up with with some things and the person they're reading for saying, well, I don't know what you're talking about. It doesn't apply to me or whatever else. And I say, well, just, you know, take it with you and everything else. I mean, how did you, did you, I'm sure you had that experience yourself at some point in your, in your life. And how did you deal with that, that first question of, you know, your, what you were getting or just, you weren't concerned at all. Um, you know, I, I, I'm not really concerned. I mean, there is a little bit like you, you want to make that you want to make that connection. Of course right. you do. Course. Um, but spirit has their own set of rules, their own mind. So, and, and I, you know, if it's no, 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 that that's okay. That's okay because most of the time um, I'm able to make that connection. Um, sometimes, honestly, I can't. So the energy is just not either not coming through or the spirit is quiet with me, and, and that's okay. I, I'm okay with it. Um, I just relax. And if a, I haven't had a reading that was totally, like, n- not, uh, not to, like, totally wrong and get, and all that. Oh, yeah, I understand That's that. not no, happened yeah. yet. Um, you know, there are sometimes there are connections that I make, or mm-hmm. I might be talking to uh, you want to connect with your grandfather 
but then yeah. your um your grandmother comes through because her her message for you is just something that she wants to get out there so and then sometimes I do readings for people, and I've actually had uh I had a gentleman contact me. I usually will say, hey, if you have any questions in the next few days, don't hesitate to reach out to me, you know, and I'll I'll see if I can answer it or if you want a little bit more further uh, information. So what I said to him was I can I can see, um, and, and backstory, just so you know, we as, as psychic mediums, we don't want, um, we don't want information up front, just so you know. Um, he was brought to me because, and I knew the situation that, that he was in, but I keep an open mind and he knew that and I knew that. So just, I said, let's just keep an open mind and let's just see if I can connect. He said, I want to connect with this person. Right. So I said, okay. So I said to him, I see I see her, but she's with a little boy, a younger boy. I, he looks like he's probably around eight or nine, ten, maybe. Um, I'm not that great with ages, but anyway, I said around that age. Yeah, me too. And I said, <laughs> he, she, yeah, <laughs> she has his arm around him. So we went on talk other things that were that were that I, I, I talked with him about a couple other things that I saw. And I said, you know, I'm not I'm just not getting um um who he is. I said, but he he's there with her. And so I said and then I said to him, you know, if you have any questions for the next couple of days or um just let me know. So I wanna say it was the next day he sent me a message and he said, "Hey, I want to I want to talk to you about something." It's okay. He said, "Do you remember you saying that um you saw a little boy?" Yeah. And he said, "Well, I just had a conversation with my son who says um that a little boy comes to visit him and hmm. talks to him and has conversations." with him and he said my son said to me he's not living <laughs> basically is what what the boy said uh-huh and that he doesn't have his name um i forget what his son called him i'm sorry i That's i don't right, always write funny. stuff down but anyway no, it's, it's uh, but um anyway so he has seen this boy he said this boy tells him that basically he was sent to protect him, um, that um, that he's always, like, he's with him. And when he goes, he goes into, like, he disappears when, um, I think it was, like, at night or something like that. He Like, he goes. Um, and so he said, my son tells me that he has other, um, people come to him who want who are saying to him, "I want to get this message to so and so. I want to get this message to so and so." 
I was I was floored by this. So I told him I said I I I think that's amazing. I said so I said your son reminds me of me when I was little. <laughs> I said because you just think they have an imaginary friend. I said but no no no. He has he has a gift. I know he does. Um so I think that was really fascinating. So then I said, I, I can see him. I said, I can see him there. So I said, he's he's watching over his over your son, definitely for sure. Wow. Um, so he was just amazed at that. So that was that's just one example. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, you also have a podcast. So what's the name of your podcast? It's the Healing Light Podcast. The Healing Light Podcast, and, and where is it? No, where, where can it be found? Uh, oh, it can be found anywhere that you find your podcasts, uh, Spotify, um, Amazon, oh. Apple Podcasts. Uh, Paranormal Buzz Radio has uh, is in conjunction with Spreaker, so that's where you can find me. And uh, what what's the show about? Oh, gosh, so many things. So... As I said, I'm a psychic medium. I'm also Reiki certified. But my goal with the Healing Light is to help people um, heal, basically heal their spirituality. So to that end, uh, I've had people come on my show who are psychic mediums to do readings. Uh, I just had uh, Melody Larson. She's a Reiki practitioner. We talked about Reiki and healing. Um, So... it's mostly um, it's paranormal, it's spirits, but it's also about energy and how it heals you and that whole process. Yeah. You know, when I get involved in this, I didn't believe in a lot of things. I believe in mediums, didn't believe in all reggae, but I've always been open-minded to, to if I'm going to criticize something, at least I have to understand it. So I have uh, studied all of that. For instance, I'm a level two reggae practitioner I studied uh, under Elizabeth Foley. Um, so, you know, that's, if, if people go into this with an open mind, they'll find out there's, there's more to it than they, they think there is. Uh, so, you know, I, I give credit to people that, that uh, you know, do this despite criticism at times. I, I do it because I love it so because I I've seen it in action um, and it's something that I'm really passionate about. Um, it's it's really important for me to share that connection with people. Um, so with the tarot cards, it's uh, looking at past, present, and future influences to say this is what. You know, this is what I'm being told. These are your spirit guides. And with psychic medium, it's receiving that message from their their loved ones who've passed or people they've passed to help them um, heal from that experience, to help them work through the grieving process. And with Reiki, uh, it's harnessing that healing energy. Um, so, yeah, it's it's something that I absolutely um, embrace and believe in. Yeah, excellent. So you mentioned the paranormal on your show and so forth, uh, and you are a medium. 
so have you used those talents in like paranormal investigating at all or are you strictly just a light worker um you know i have not used it um with uh you know with any sort of paranormal investigating um i've i i find that interesting uh but mostly i i feel that i'm you know a um uh a light worker i would say Mm -hmm. yeah but i think it's really cool yeah, the you know uh, when I did this started years and years ago, uh, I I used to do public events as well, and I remember I did one in Methuen, and I had three people from the Spiritualist Church and uh, from Salem, and I says, you know, why are you guys here? I don't understand it. You guys can speak to the dead, and you know, she says, yeah, but we do that in a different manner than what paranormal investigating is, you know. So they were intrigued mm. by it as well. So. It's uh, yet other people will totally look down on other other light workers will look down and say, oh, the paranormal is just, you know, that's just the wrong way. You shouldn't do stuff like that. Yaddy, yaddy. Yeah, I know there are people who are skeptics. I mean, um, I I was um, when you put yourself out there as a psychic medium or Reiki you know, you, there are some people who are, you put yourself out there for criticism, right? Criticism, right? Exactly. Um, so all I can do is say, you know what? You don't want to receive my energy. That's fine as long as, you know, you you don't try to <laughs> harm me or, or whatever in your way. I'm going to continue to do what I do. And and that's how I look at it. Um, people will in, embrace it, or or they won't. Or you might have skeptics who uh, will turn around. That's okay. So uh, you know you can you can do you, and I'm going to continue to do me. <laughs> exactly. I remember when I first started working with Marmee Lewis, a trans medium. That was like 25 years ago, and she would go out with me and and do some investigating, she would come up with things that, you know, that I thought were ridiculous. And I was like almost embarrassed for her. I said, she shouldn't say that. But as, as it turned out, some of these things were, uh, you know, definitely connected to whatever we were doing at the time. So she's the one that taught mm-hmm. me that whatever you get, you just put out there. And if people don't accept what that is, then, you know, that's, that's their problem. It's big, you are getting it, a medium. Is getting it from spirit, and they're just conveying it. Yeah, absolutely. So you know, I I do that. So, and I'll say, you know, this is what I'm being told. Does this resonate with you? And uh, I had that with uh, a reading that I did with um, a girl whose father had passed, and then I did. I had no information. Um, and, um, I was talking about, um, I was, it ended up being her father and I said, you know, I can, I can, I described his, um, uh, his sense of humor, the types of things they would do together when she was little. Um, and then I said, you know, I said, I have this. I said, I, I just have to say this. I said, I have this image, and it's green. And I said, but it's like a, 
it's a rough feeling to it, a rough green. I said, and I, I said, he's showing me this. And I said, he's showing that to me that it was something that was very important to him. And she mm-hmm. says, I said, does that resonate? Does that make sense to you? <laughs> I said, because it's very important to him. And she said, um, well, yeah, because he um, had a pool table um, that had the green felt on it. Right. And I said, he, he's like, I, I, I told her, I said, he's like, keeps rubbing it. She goes, yeah, every time he walked by, he would touch it and rub it. So that was that connection. Out of all the things I said to her, that was the one that really felt okay. Really hit this home. Is, this is who this gentleman is. Yeah, yeah. So well, unfortunately, really Caitlin, we've just about run out of time. Ah, rats. Okay. So it goes quick. Uh, so if people want to find out more about you or get in touch with you for a tarot reading, how can they do that or listen to your podcast? <laughs> Uh, they can listen to my podcast. It's the Healing Light Podcast. Um, they also can find me. I'm on. Let's see. I'm on uh, Facebook as the uh, the Healing Light. I also have a group. Um, so on the on the Facebook page, it's actually. Uh, let's see. What's my page here? Hold on. Let me get the exact because I'm you have to search for the for the exact. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, the Healing Light NH is how I'm under Facebook. I'm on Instagram, the Healing Light, TikTok, the Healing Light, Twitter, I'm sorry, X, uh, the Healing Light. Well, thank you very much, Caitlin. Uh, We have run out of time. You've been listening to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. Our special guest has been Caitlin Russell right here on TojiNet Radio. And we'll be right back after the following messages. Remember, today's show is brought to you by Circles of Wisdom, 286 Memorex Street, Bethuen, Massachusetts, and the Glant Messier Family Law Group, 15 High Street, North Andover, Massachusetts, and our good friends on Ghost Chronicles Radio and Patreon. We'll be back. Thanks. Do you have a paranormal event, book, or something else you want people to know about? Then why not advertise it on Ghost Chronicles Radio? With over 150,000 downloads a month, get your message out to an audience that's interested in the subject. We have a plan at a cost that fits your needs. For more information, contact Ron Kolick at anyghostproject at comcast.net or call 978-455-6678. Hello. Hello, can you hear me? My name is Harry Price. I am speaking to you via the medium of the Ghost Box. Many of you will know I carried out the first live radio broadcast from Haunted House way back in 1936 for the BBC. Now, thanks to the wonders of modern technology, I am still able to keep abreast of 21st century ghost hunting by listening to Ghost Chronicles International on Togginet, Parax Radio, The Ghost Channel, and even on something called a podcast. Two splendid chaps host it. One is an American who calls himself New England's own Van Helsing. Although I have discovered his real name is Ron Kolek. 
The other is Stephen Parsons, and he's a paranormal scientist. Well, Mustache, I'm required elsewhere on something called a K2. But don't forget, I'll be listening in every Tuesday from 8 o'clock in Great Britain and 3 o'clock on the American Eastern Seaboard. I trust you will join me there. And welcome back to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation right here on Tojanet Radio. I am Ryan Kolick. And joining me now in the second half of the show is someone who's been on a little while ago. Uh, she is Tracy Barrios, the author of Where Shadows Gathered. I hope I said that right. Yeah, you were good. Where Shadows Gather. Oh, God. I am such a putz. <laughs> anyway. Thank you for joining me. I appreciate it. Uh, Tracy, in case you don't remember the show, she was uh, she owns a uh, haunted Victorian and had uh, she was on the show uh, Haunting and she has a new book out called, well, with Shadows Gallery. <laughs> so there you go. So uh, on the last show, we, we talked a, a, a lot about the house and, and things. And since we then, is is the house still haunted i guess is the best way of asking uh i'm gonna say yeah <laughs> yeah you know it'll go months it, it'll be months and months before anything happens and then all of a sudden you know we'll cycle into a, a inactive period again and uh that seems to be where we're headed right now i've had a few things happen over the last few weeks yeah like what well one morning, uh, this was about eh, maybe two weeks ago or so, I was lying in bed. Uh, my husband, Dennis, had gone downstairs. Uh, he was getting ready for work. And um, I heard this, I mean, ridiculously loud bang right over my head. So oh. right over my head is the ballroom um, on the third floor. Mm-hmm. And I it startled me. It was that loud. What the heck was that? So I called him on the phone and I told him, so he said, well, all right, I'll go upstairs. So uh, I met him in the back hallway. He came up the back way and I, I went up there with him. Uh, he's working on the house and he, this stuff everywhere right now. Um, we never brought the, the Christmas stuff and the Halloween stuff up to the attic. It stayed on the third floor and, you know, and he's got just all kinds of, you know, tools and, and slate and everything else that oh, he's he loves just his piled tools. up. <laughs> yeah, all he does. Yep. So he's got a bunch of stuff up there. So it's hard to see what might have fallen, I guess. So we walked into the ballroom and he was in front of me and he looked down and he said, well, that's new. And I looked around, we have this mm, uh, maybe three, three and a half foot partition that's in the middle of um, the floor. I, we didn't put it there. Uh, and last Halloween, as I said, nothing went up to the attic. So I had um, a baby doll, creepy baby doll head and a styrofoam <laughs> skull. <laughs> 
and I had them sitting on the uh, petition on, on the ledge. And they'd been up there since last Halloween. And the baby doll head was on the floor near the window. Oh. So I said, oh, all right. Okay, maybe it was that. So later in the day when he got home, we did a little experiment. And it, it didn't sound the same. I came downstairs and laid on the bed. And he went upstairs and pushed the doll head off the off the ledge and look at you doing a little little investigating there i like it uh uh, we have to yeah we gotta you know i don't (laughs) want to i don't want to say something is unexplained if it is you know i I see no point in that um so it, it was a dull thump and then a bounce i said that's not what i heard so he turned it around so that the bottom would hit the floor like where the plastic was where the the batteries went in um, and that made a louder sound, but it also bounced. So I'm not sure if that was it really, but it wasn't, you know, it, some, there was some reason that it was on the floor. I don't know what it was. So we never figured that out. Um, a few days ago, I had gone down into the basement to go into the freezer to get um, some of the dog's frozen food. And as I was coming upstairs, my my little girl Khaleesi was barking her brains out. I couldn't figure out why. So I found her in the back hall and she was looking up the back stairway. And I thought, mm, did I maybe leave the door open to the, the um, master sitting room? Because I keep Hades the cat closed up in the sitting room when I'm not around because he and the dogs don't get along and I don't need any excitement while I'm not home. <laughs> so, uh, I thought maybe I hadn't closed the door right, and he got out, and he was maybe sitting at the top of the stairs harassing the dog. Um, but uh, I looked up, and I didn't see anything, so I called Dennis. He was already at work, and he said, well, did you go look? And I said, no. So <laughs> I, took, <laughs> I took the gate away from the bottom of the stairs. I keep a gate down at the bottom of the stairs so the dogs won't go up to the second floor when we're not home. And took it away, and Khaleesi and I went up the stairs. And then when I got to the top, she stopped dead, and she wouldn't go any further. Um, at that point, I had, the hair on my arms stood up, um, and all the doors were closed. There was no way that anything had, you know, um, you know, traveled into the hall. Uh, I checked um, the bathroom. Uh, we have a gutted bathroom um, that he, you know, cleared out years ago. Started and, working, you know, yeah. Has, yeah, he hasn't done anything with it yet. So um, <laughs> I checked in there. I didn't see anything. I checked in my little office Reiki room. Uh, I didn't see anything. The third floor, the door to the third floor was closed. So I didn't know. So anyway... Jordan, our daughter, was getting ready to leave for work, so I grabbed her. I said, come upstairs with me. She said, really? I'm like, yeah, really, let's go. So um, we went up. We poked around because I brought a broom with me. I poked around. I said, who knows? Maybe a squirrel got in. I, I don't know. Um, right. But we there was nothing. There was no sound. There was nothing. There was no you know smell that maybe an animal had got up there. Nothing. So... Um, we came back down and took Khaleesi back up with us. Uh, and she first went into Dennis's gym and with no problem, circled around the room, looked out the window. She was fine. Then from there, I didn't coax her at all. I let her go. And she went into the ballroom 
and she went off to the right, which is what she usually does. For some reason, she doesn't like going to the left in that room. She went to the right and very, very briefly and then came back out. And then she went just to the doorway of what we call creepy room. Um, it's always had a different energy than the rest of the rooms on the third floor. And that's the room that I have that little small closet door that keeps opening and closing. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, for those who don't know, uh, Tracy actually uh, invited us in and we did an investigation in there. So that I'm familiar with the house just to remind everybody. All right, go ahead. Yeah. So, and so anyway, so she went as far as the doorway and kind of stretched and, and, and nah, I'm not going in there. And she backed up and she wouldn't go, which is mm-hmm. par for the course. The dogs don't like that room. Uh, so, yeah, so that was very weird. Um, I have no idea what she was barking at, but she was barking like like they bark at the mailman when he comes. Like they bark when a dog goes by the front of the house. It's that really, you know, excited, what are you doing in my house kind of bark, you know. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... You know, stuff's starting to pick up. I got some recordings on the third floor just the other night. A lot of, uh, about 12 seconds of rhythmic taps and bangs and like enormous, huge bangs that we didn't hear. and It didn't wake us up at night. But yeah, but yeah, the digital recorder caught it. I mean, so loud that it startled me. Uh, yeah, I yeah. don't know what's going on. There. Yeah, we do. Uh, you know, we do EVPs, and we, you run into that every so often. Is that like you'll be taping something, then you get like like you do like I'm not other than the bangs. You you sometimes you get somebody who actually like screams into the recorder, and that's what you get a very loud scream. And it's like it's like very styling at times. But uh, I wanted to ask you a question. I don't think I asked it on the last show, and and I was intrigued by it. I, I remember when we were there that uh, in the cellar you had found this like little, I don't know what it was, cistern, tunnel or something. Do you remember that? Yeah. Do you ever find yeah. out what that was? Um, well, so far as we know, we, we guess it's a cistern. Um, <laughs> you know, we affectionately call it the portal to hell. Um <laughs> <laughs> It started out with just that rectangular opening, right. um, and I don't know who the heck's calling me. I'm sorry if you can hear that beeping; it'll oh, stop. Can't hear it. Don't um, worry about it. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, and um, it was all like it was bricked, you know, like to make right. to form walls and whatnot. And it it stretched down several feet and then curved to the left, and there was a large round um spot too that you could see it in the floor so he decided to break that up as well to see what was going on and it it was the same thing it was bricked it was like a round brick wall and it was maybe oh boy this this was a while ago so maybe two and a half feet deep maybe or so um, I would say no more than that, maybe less. Right. And it was just filled with, you know, like debris, you know, rocks and, and, you know, little doodads, um, 
that we couldn't figure out really what they were. And there was, I think there was one bottle of, and I can't remember the name of the stuff that they give you when you're going for colonoscopy, uh, magnesium. Oh, really? <laughs> or something? So that was, yeah. So some of that debris was later than later, later. Yeah, in, it, yeah, yeah. must have been right. Because yeah. I mean, I don't know how long ago you know they made that stuff. But I, I don't do think they had that, colonoscopies in Victorian time. Yeah, I'm sure they didn't, but I don't know if they used. Not with the size of the cameras rate. they had. <laughs> <laughs> really. Um, I don't know if they use that for anything else, but um, but there was a doctor who did own the house uh, before wow. the lady who um, we bought it from. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he was here like during the 20s. Um, so, you know, we, we, we never figure out what that guy did. I, I would love to, you know, to figure him out because I don't know, with all the the um, water spigots and whatnot that were right. everywhere in the basement, you know. Um, I, I, I don't imagine know how... he would have been registered somewhere if he was a doctor. Yes. Um, I found one little bit of information where he had, at one point, he had an office uh, downtown. Oh. Um, but there was very, I could find very, very little information on him, very mm-hmm. little information. And, and I, the only reason I started was because we had a plumbing issue here a few years ago and the plumber, uh, he went, he looked around and he went outside and he came back in and he asked Dennis if, um, it, it, if he knew what went on down in the basement, he said, because the only other house that he saw that had a trap on the inside and a trap on the outside was some funeral parlor in, in Fall oh, River. <laughs> I said, oh, that's nice. So now, you know, the yep. brain starts spinning. Oh, boy. Oh, sure. Did did he double as a, um, as in, not, not an undertaker, but like a, an ME? Uh, you know, what was, he, what was he doing in this basement? <laughs> so... Oh, he could yeah. have been so, uh, so, double as a coroner or was it like, you know, on call coroner or something. Yeah. I mean, you know, during the 20s, you know, who knows? Yeah, exactly. I, I don't oh, know. Oh, geez. Maybe um, he was doing it for the mob. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, yeah. So that's what got me, you know, trying to look him up. But I really just couldn't find a whole lot on him at all. Yeah, that was intriguing when we, we saw that. Uh, one of the other things that, uh, you know, of course, when we were in the basement, I, uh, Leslie was picking up something by the, the laundry uh, room. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. We yeah. did go down there. I believe um, there was a, uh, a male uh, presence that got picked up yeah. downstairs. And in the basement. took a picture of, of it in, in that area and in the the dryer, I believe it is. You have a glass yes. dryer. Yeah, there's, there's yeah. like a face in it, which is, I mean, I'm sure it's just pareidola, but it was so funny because that's the right spot where where Leslie was talking about it. And then the, when you look at the, the thing, it's just right. It's like, oh my God, that's a that's a face. And uh, yeah, it was funny. But uh, yeah. It, yeah. So you've been living in the air for how long now? This December will be 10 years. 10 years. And you... I are you frightened of the house at all or I am not frightened of the house um I was a little you know 
when we first moved in, you know, a new house, a really big house, and I was I was a bit uh, frightened, we'll say, of the basement. Um, I used to take Smokey down there with me to do, yeah, to do laundry because, and I think it was mostly because there wasn't a whole lot of light down there when we moved in. Since since then, Dennis has put in shop lights, and and it's very bright. Um, yeah. So I feel a lot better about it. Um, not to say that stuff doesn't happen down there because it does. Right. Um, but I just feel better about it being so light. Um, the third floor, I still have issues with. Okay. Um, you know, when I when I decide I'm gonna, you know, put my uh, digital recorder up there. Of course, it's at night, so you know I go up and I do what I gotta do, and I get and I take off back downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, get the hell out of Dodge. Um, yeah, I take off back downstairs. Um, I just, yeah, that that room to the right really it it it, it, it bothers me. It, it does. The, the the ballroom second and Dennis's gym it is okay. It's it's always felt okay to me. That room, that's the west room, and it's always felt all right. But those other two rooms, especially the one we call creepy room, just yeah, I, I don't dig it. Well, according to a haunting, you've got demons in there. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I, you'd have to prove that by me um i think they just i think that you know being a television show of course they're gonna wanna you know make things out to be more than they are uh and and, and they they went ahead and did that you know it, it drove me nuts that they did it um but what are you gonna do that's tv i guess yeah, you know, that's the interesting part. They, you know, they they don't have uh, uh, people who go on. They don't. They think they have a say in the matter, but they they really don't. <laughs> when the no, when yeah. product comes out, uh, you don't see it. I mean, I've been lucky for the ones that I've been on that they've always portrayed in a, in a good light. But some yeah. I've seen some people that like they totally twisted their stuff around, and uh, yeah, and I know what that show is about. It's always about you know nasty stuff yeah yeah and that's how we felt about it you know i i mean i was i was told that oh no they they like the story just just the way it is and uh, okay great okay then let's do it and you know it was i don't don't want to say it was completely unrecognizable but it was pretty unrecognizable (laughs) (laughs) you know some of the stuff they did like you know like the fact that they portrayed me as, as you know, being a little neurotic and um, <laughs> having been possessed or, or or attempted possession. And, you know, we all sat and looked at each other and my daughter looked at me and she said, when were you possessed? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Right. I mean, the sad part of us, a lot of people just believe that is, is, is total truth, you know, that that yeah. that happens just the way it, it, it it's on TV. And exactly. Exactly. And, and that's what, you know, that's what upset me. I think that's what drove me really to write the book. Right. Which is your yeah. accounts of what really happened. Yes. Yeah. What, what, what's in the book is 
totally unvarnished. It, it, it happened exactly the way I said. Every, every bit of the book is, you know, it is true. I did not, um, I did not embellish. embellish. No, yeah. I did not embellish. I don't see the point in it. I just don't. Mm. Sounds um, like one of the dogs were there. Uh, did you hear that? You hear that? That's smoking. I did hear that. <laughs> yeah, he's he's the one. He's he's my big mouth. He doesn't know how to shut up, but <laughs> he's he's my boy. He's he's the one that uh, the very last time that that uh, entity um, came to aggravate me in my room, he's the one mm-hmm. that stopped it. Really? Yeah. Oh, you want to refresh that to retell that story of, uh, for those who uh, did hear the first show? Yeah, sure. Um, you know, it started out, um, I was, um, Dennis got up to go to work and, uh, he, you know, shower dressed and came in, kissed me goodbye. And he went downstairs. Um, he takes the dogs out and whatnot. So while he was down there, I'm lying in bed and my eyes were closed. I was on my back and I heard footsteps coming into the room and I thought maybe he forgot something. And as the footsteps rounded the front of the bed, I knew it wasn't him. Uh-oh. And I, I, I froze. I was frozen. I couldn't move at all. And I was panicking and got, it got into bed. And one arm came around me and was pulling me. And I was trying to scream, help me, help me, help me. And I couldn't get it out. And I remember thinking to myself, okay, maybe that's too much to say. And I tried help, 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 help. And um, finally, I guess I was able to to actually, you know, get my vocal cords to work and and scream. And Dennis came upstairs. Mm-hmm. And um, then I was able to sit up. Um, and that happened to me a total of three times in the bedroom with that entity, um, once in the guest room across the way, but that was a totally different one. That one was more of a motherly nurturing kind of, kind of one. Um, I still froze, but like it, it, it brought the blanket up under my chin and I could feel a face next to my face, like a mother, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I mean, it was still frightening because I couldn't move, but it wasn't, I knew it wasn't there to do me any harm. This one in my bedroom. So the last time it happened, uh, Smokey came into the room. I could hear his nails on the floor as he came into He trotted into the room and he kind of half jumped on the bed, just put his front, you know, the front of his body on the, on the bed. Mm-hmm. And that was enough to, to Break. stop it. Yeah. Yeah. And I was able to, you know, to wake up. Do you think Not dogs up, but... have have another sense that, that they can sense these uh, entities? Yes, I do. And, but I also think that animals, dogs, alike people, in that some are more sensitive than others. Um, okay. Smokey is Smokey of my three is the most sensitive. Um, he will look up at the ceiling and duck his head like like something like is going overhead. Mm-hmm. Um. He, you know, he, there were rooms there are, to this day, there are rooms he will not go into in this house. Um, 
So he, he's definitely, I'm not saying that the other three aren't, you know, like I told you, um, Khaleesi was barking at God knows what at the foot of the stairs the other day. Right. Um, so they all are sensitive, but he is the most sensitive. Now, have you run into any cold spots in the house? Or is that, that phenomenon doesn't, doesn't exist? In it? I don't, I don't know that it particularly exists here mm-hmm. in the house. Um, I personally haven't like said, Oh my God, it's freezing all of a sudden. Um, I will say that the last investigators we have he- had here had, yep. they, they brought all kinds of stuff. And um, oh, you could see, I was, I was holding one of the, I couldn't tell you what the names of all these doodads, you know, are. <laughs> yeah, there's but, a lot yeah, of them. <laughs> yeah. It, but it, you know, I, I was watching the temperature drop mm-hmm. on it in certain spots in the gentleman's power. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, so maybe it happens and I just don't notice. Right. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, you know, nothing that, uh, oh my God, I can see my breath, you know, n- yeah. nothing like that. No, oh, that's good. I mean, I, you know, it's it's temperature has always been associated with paranormal activity. That's why I, I mentioned that. And yeah. I noticed you didn't you haven't said anything about cold spots at all. I mean, that's you know, it doesn't mean just because you don't have a cold spot, there's nothing going on, of course. But it's just, uh, you know, I'm just intrigued by it. That's all. Um, yeah. It you heard noises. You heard voices too, as well, right? I have recorded. I've got voices recorded. Um, Excellent. I uh, yeah, I I was doing. I mean, and it's usually when you least expect it. You know, mm-hmm. I was doing. Uh, I was recording um, a, a reading. I was doing an animal reading for someone, and um, you could literally hear my stomach growling because I hadn't eaten. Um, <laughs> and so when I played it back to to transcribe it. Mm-hmm. After my stomach, after you hear my stomach growl, you can hear a man's voice whisper, go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, Tracy, we are now run out of time on that note. <laughs> and after two hours of radio, I think I have to go to the bathroom. So there you go. Anyways, we do have to wrap it up. Uh, Tracy Berrios has been, I guess I want to thank you so much for being on us. Her book is With Shadows Gathered. And where is that available? That is available on Amazon. Okay, so there you go. So thank you, Tracy, so much. Great talking with you again. And uh, good, you know, good luck. You. Say hello to Dennis Thanks for me, too. You can Will listen do. Ghost Chronicles, Next Generation. And my special guest has been Tracy Barrios, uh, right here on Tojanet Radio, brought to you by Circles of Wisdom, 286 Miramax Street, Methuen, Massachusetts, the Glant Messier Family Law Group, 15 High Street, not the end of Massachusetts, and our very good friends, the Loose Chronicles Radio and Patreon. Help support the show and become a member for $3 a month, and you get access to all kinds of stuff. So check it out, Ghost Chronicles Radio on Patreon. Become a member of the Deadiest Society. Good night, everyone. God bless. See you next week.
from goalies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord. 